It's time for the VolQuest podcast, where we dissect the biggest news items of the week. Good Monday, everybody. Welcome to a special edition of the VolQuest.com podcast. I'm Brent Hubbs, along with Rob Lewis, and glad to have with us joining us on this special edition of the podcast, Tennessee freshman sensation point guard, Zakai Ziegler. Zakai, I mean, you could run for governor right now, right, in the state of Tennessee? I mean, you, are, you, are you going for political office here? I mean, you got to get recognized everywhere you go these days, don't you? Uh, yes, everywhere. It's, it's crazy. I remember when I first got here, I was going out with my mother and my father, and it was like, like nobody really knew who I was. Now it's tough to go anywhere. Everybody wants to take a picture, get an autograph. It's, it's crazy. Do, I mean, can you put into words what all season has been like, but really what the last, I don't know, three or four weeks has been like for you? I mean, the, on the court, the last six games, your numbers are, are terrific. I'm not going to rattle them all off, but 56% from the three-point line, I think, is what it is right now. You're averaging almost 14 points a game. What what has all this been like for you this season? What's it felt like? Uh, I feel like in earlier in the season, I was just trying to – feel out my ways and trying to find how ways I could I could help the team, to be honest. I wasn't coming and thinking, oh, I'm going to be a super scorer. I'm going to be this or that. I was just thinking, having the mindset of how can I help my team and what can I do for us to win? But now as the season is moving forward, I've, I've showed that I'm capable of taking care of a bigger role and doing many more things and as far as defensively and offensively. So I just now feel like I could maintain those goals and keep producing for my team. Zakai, how big of a benefit is it that – I mean, it just feels like Rick trusts you a lot. As a freshman, I mean, how, how much easier does that make, make it for you to go out there and just play, knowing that your head coach has so much confidence in you? Oh, it's, it's way easier because I've, in the past, in high school, uh, some AAU teams that – I felt like coaches haven't had the most trust in me. So, and I have coaches that have had trust in me. So now that our coach Bonds has given me that trust and shown that he has trust in me to put me in the game, late situations, early situations, uh, tough games, blowout games, uh, it just shows that the confidence he has in me and that he knows what I'm capable of doing. And man, I mean, he he's not for everybody, for sure, as, as a player, but. How quick did it become apparent to you that you guys were on the same page? I mean, you can take what he dishes out, and and he pretty quickly seemed to, you know, see something in you that he identified with. Uh, I felt like, honestly, it was from the day I spoke to him on the phone after I received the offer because other schools were telling me all, all the good things about me, and they were so much telling me, like, what I could get better at. Well, Coach Bones like told me like what he, what he believes he can help me in, and like situations that he put me in, and he believed that he could get me to where I want to get to. And the end goal is to be an NBA NBA player. And he just told me on truthfully what he believes that he can do for me and how I could get there. But it's gonna start all work. Zakai, earlier or late last week, it was announced through uh, Spire Sports that that you have an NIL agreement w- with those guys. There, there's been so much discussion since July about NIL deals and there's been so much discussion about the good, the bad and, and, and the concerns and this, that, and other for you, what did it mean 
for, for you to get an NIL deal and how, how important is that deal for you and your family? Uh, it, is, it is very important. And I'm just luckily to be blessed with the opportunity that I have. Um, uh, men, maybe not so many people are blessed with the opportunities to get NIL deals or one or many, multiple. But I've been blessed to be able to get this one. And it's, it's a great opportunity for whoever is able to receive it. What was your reaction when when you got you know when you got word or you know somebody was interested in in doing you know a deal with appearances and that type of thing? What was your initial reaction to it? Uh, honestly, it was just like, wow, that many people know who I am. Like it was just like uh, a kind of an eye opener, I would want to say, because I wouldn't think maybe if you told me this a few months ago or a year ago that somebody was asking me to make an appearance at an event, I would have believed it. So now that um, getting axed and have gotten axed is, is a crazy feeling. Like, words can't even explain it. Why are you so popular? I have no idea. We literally, I was just tell, talking to my teammate about that, and it just felt like it clicked out of nowhere. Uh, I honestly have no idea how it happened. It just happened. I mean, Zakai, can you even put into words, like, what this light... I guess, I mean, when was the Peach Jam? Like eight months ago? Less than nine months ago. But that, I mean, since then, I mean, your life has, has got to have changed completely, not just being at Tennessee, but with the NIL deal, with, you know, being a guy that people that are in the college basketball world know about, you know, all over the country. I mean, even when you're, you know, laying in bed at night dreaming about how you want things to go, I mean, could you top this? No, because uh, just a year ago, a year ago, I was in my – season at Immaculate Conception, and I was thinking uh, after the season, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't really like basketball that much anymore. I wanted to quit, and Peace Jam came around, and uh, that night, I had a pretty good game. I received a few offers, and my coach had told me, your life is changing. Your life is going to change. But a week before that, he told me, your life is going to change throughout this life, these next two weeks, and I didn't understand it. And now, sitting here today, uh, 100% see exactly what he meant because it feels like it's a whole 360 from what I was thinking. I wouldn't have been thinking I would be sitting here today wearing the Tennessee shirt in Tennessee playing for Coach Barnes. You know, it's it's crazy to think that one weekend, one week changes as much as it does. I mean, how mentally – I mean, that's mentally rewarding, but how mentally taxing is it to, to also think, you know – one week, one weekend means that much. I uh, I knew going into that week, because it was a two-week spin, but I knew going into it, oh, this is my last shot. Either I'm going to – either it's going to happen or it isn't. So, I, uh, maybe at the mid-week part, it was after the first game. I, I had a pretty good game. My coach had told me, you keep doing this, you, you know what's next. Like, everything's going to change, but – it, it was pretty tough mentally because I knew where I wanted to be and things wasn't changing. So it was it was really tough mentally on me, on my mother. Uh, she seen me down, so that made her get down. But at the end, you just had to stay strong. And thank God that I decided to stay strong and keep pulling through. Why did you keep playing? Kai, how's it feel? I'm sorry. Huh? Why did you keep, why did you did keep going? Zakai, sorry, Rob. Why, why did you keep going? You know, even before the peach game, I know you said that was your last run, but what what got you to continue to play up until that point? What 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 was the continued 
driving force and, and, and how hard was it to, to stay motivated up until that point that you went to the Peach Jam? Uh, I remember my freshman year, my mother had told me, at my freshman year in high school, she had told me, like, uh, this isn't putting a lot of pressure on you, but I don't think I'll be able to put you through college if you wouldn't be able to get a scholarship. And I always stuck with me. And my mother, she always wants the best for me. And it was just the situations that we were in. And I 100% understand it. But it just, I always wanted to be an NBA player. I always told myself, that's what I'm going to be. I always told myself, I'm going to play college basketball. I'm going to have a scholarship. So me just telling myself these things and thinking about them on a daily basis, looking at the end goal, I just knew I had to just keep pushing and things will fall through. Zakai, what's it been like? I mean, just outside of basketball, moving to the South from, you know, one of the biggest cities in the world that never sleeps, it's 24-7. And, you know, Knoxville's not a tiny town, but it's not, it's certainly not New York. How, how's that adjustment been? Oh, uh, when I first got here, it was a huge adjustment. Uh, I didn't know what to do. I was used to stores being right at the corner, right across the street. Uh, I used to just walk around the city to relax. I thought that was my relaxation. And now when I came down here, it's, it's a whole different lifestyle. It's a lot of space. Uh, the people are different. The people are way nicer down here. It's a full 360, but I'm I'm loving it. I'm loving how nice it treats me. You got a favorite restaurant? Favorite restaurant? Uh, favorite restaurant. Or a favorite Southern food that you don't, that's not common in New York? I, I love sweet tea. I love sweet tea. My my teammates ask me everywhere we go, like they they already know I'm gonna get three, four sweet teas. I love sweet tea. I just, it's it's nothing like sweet tea up north. I love sweet tea. And, and you mentioned you mentioned your teammates. This is I mean it's been kind of a common thing with, with with Coach Barnes's team, but it seems like it's not just like two or three guys that hang out or three or four guys that hang out. It seems like everybody is tight. Everybody's close. I'm not saying all 13 guys go somewhere, but you could, you know, you could end up going out to dinner with, you know, two or three different groups every week. It just seems like you're a tight, tight unit. Where did, where do you think that come from and how appealing was that to you when you came down here and visited? Oh, uh, I think it's just the background of the program. And that just shows like from previous years, how the program has been. Uh, I've seen it on my visit, how close the coaches were, how close the players were. And I loved it. And my mom loved the same the same exact way I did. And now that actually being down here and being in the situation, I can see that, um, like, even when we do decide to, oh, we're all going to go out to get something to eat, if one or two people, maybe they say, oh, I don't, I don't really want to go. We all get mad because we all want to hang out with each other outside of basketball too. Like, So it's just the camaraderie of this team is amazing, and I love these guys, and I love playing with them. Zakai, you – Obviously, your story's been well documented. Um, you know, Mike Wilson with the New Sentinel wrote um, a, a big, a big story on you. Um, you know, last week or, or two weeks ago. Um, but, but just kind of diving a little further there, where where do you get your, where did you get your motivation and your toughness from to go through that part of it? Not not to stay patient to the Peach Jam, but just to to have the toughness to endure what you did. To, to go play high school ball where you played and, and, and to make it the way you, you've made it? I would say I got that from my mother because she always showed me to never, never like, let anything affect you no matter the situation. Never let anybody. She always says it to me now. Never let 
anybody see you sweat. Never let anybody see you sweat. And that meaning, just never let anybody see you change. You, just, you always be the same person. Stay calm under any weather, under any circumstances. You be you, and you could get through the situation through your faith in God. So just always know you can do anything. Does that make, does that make the basketball court seem calm in, in the midst of what would appear to be chaos? Does, does that create a calmness for you that you think has made the transition to the college game easier for you from, from a mental standpoint? Uh, yeah, from a mental standpoint, I feel like it wasn't too big of a transition because, like, uh, being far away from home, uh, the fans, people saying stuff about you, uh, that part, I really feel like that wasn't really affecting me that much because I already had went through some tough times off the court. So anything bad that happens on the court, I always feel like I can get through it, especially with five other, five other guys, that, four other guys on the court with me. I feel the same exact way. So I always know we could get through whatever. Was there a moment when you were younger, you know, that you were like, I, I can't, I can't get up and get on a train at six o'clock in the morning, or I can't do all the things that I'm having to do. This is, this is too much for me. Was there, was there moments where you felt that way? Yeah, there was a lot of moments, but my mother always told me, you said you wanted to do this in the end, right? So there's the times you got to go through stuff. And you're not always gonna feel like doing doing things that you want to do here and there. So, but you look at your end goal, and your end goal this can help it. So you just gotta get through this time right now, and it can help you. How would you describe your mother? If you if somebody didn't know her and said, or you describe her to me, I don't know your mom. Describe your mom to me. She's a really like a really nice lady that loves her son and is very passionate, and a tough lady too. She's a very tough lady. <laughs> How proud is she right now? Oh my God. She uh, when we talk on the phone and and I tell her like, oh, these oh, this just happened, that just happened. Oh, she sees it. She she gets ready to tear up. I'll be like, come on, man, don't please don't do this right now. She <laughs> just starts starts tearing up because this is what we all been waiting for. We we always wanted this. We used to watch people play on TV and now I'm fortunate enough be able to play on the TV. So they, she, she's just so thankful and so blessed. I, I, I saw some clips, some old clips on your Instagram page of, of some of your, your, your ball out in the streets in New York. Can you describe to, to Tennessee fans what outdoor ball in New York is? No, nothing else is like it. Like it's the, it's, it's the Mecca. It's exactly what everybody thinks it is. That's what it is. Uh, the, the trash talk, the outdoor courts with lights, uh, people on mics, talk, everybody talking trash, uh, competitiveness is just nothing. Nothing is like it. It's the, the, the best thing you could imagine, in my opinion, whether it's in a park, whether it's a league outside, it's, it's, it's the best. It's the best. I love it. How did it make you a better player? Uh, it, it, it taught me to actually not let people get into your head. It, it, it helped me more mentally than so physically because people people would talk trash. Like, it would be people that I was better than in the sport, in basketball, but they they knew how to talk trash to me, and I would get angry, and that would take me on my game. So they would win, and I would get even more mad because they just beat me, and I know I feel like I'm better than them. So from that part, that just that helped me. A uh, huge amount of ways because 
even now, if people talk trash to me or or whatever happens, the fans talk trash to me, and now I feel like it's it's like Disneyland. Like I don't even worry about it. So I feel like that playing outside in the parks helped me more so mentally than physically. How excited are you at some point in the next after the season is over? You get a chance to go back home to, to go back and see some of those guys in the park. And, and and maybe not maybe not to do uh, and I told you so but but to, to stroll in with a power T on your shirt and, and everybody's seen what you've done on TV any 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 thoughts about the, what that moment might feel like and how much are you looking forward to that? Oh, I actually am. I I can't I can't wait to go home because I had a lot of people telling me like when I committed it was a a bad mistake. I wouldn't be able to play. I wasn't ready for this level. Um, not good enough. So. Now I don't I don't want to say so I told you so woman either. I'll just go back like you said I couldn't do it. I pulled you wrong. When and now what's next? I always say that to people. So if somebody tells me I can't do something, I'll ask them, what else can I do? So what do you do to relax? I mean your your story's obviously been and what everybody knows about your story is the drive that you have to get to this point and the drive you have right now to prove everybody you can play at this level. What do you do to veg out? What do you do to relax? You mentioned you like to walk around the city when you're in New York. How do you get away from the stresses of it or the pressures of it or or the or, or, or that type of emotions of it? What do you do to get away? I hang out with my teammates because at the end of the day, they they might be going through things that they might not want to talk about either. So and to us, we're all regular people. We just all like to hang out. We like to go get something. You might want to walk around the mall. Go, go play the video game. So just really hanging out with my teammates because they're, they're more so – I don't look at them as teammates. I look at them as brothers. So, like, I just love hanging out with them. So no unusual hobbies? Nothing no, nothing that's, that's kind of outside of the box? Uh, not really, honestly. I just – yeah, not really, honestly. Any superstitions? Yeah. You a superstitious guy? Uh, <laughs> about my hair, honestly. Really? Yeah, like say, say uh, my hair is messed up, but but I had a a good game two weeks ago and my hair was messed up. I would leave my hair messed up for the whole time. So I'm really superstitious about stuff like that. And and my high school coaches were the same exact way. And when I was down in PJ, uh, my hair got messed up, and they would I was gonna I was trying to get people to do them. I had friends down there that would do it. And they would not allow anybody to do my hair because they would, they said I played better when it looked bad. <laughs> <laughs> so so don't mess up if you're in a, if you're in a streak, don't mess with a streak, right? I understand. I, I get that totally. Mo- most people are uh, in 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 some way. I, I read in your bio you played football. How good of a football player were you? Oh, uh, I was I was when I was younger. I was better football player than I was basketball player, but. I got to middle school, and I was a little guy. I was fat. I was always a lot faster than people, but I seen that it was no weight limit, and I did not want to go through that. <laughs> <laughs> was, was there a moment where you're like, "No, I'm not. I'm I'm done with football." Yeah, middle school we had like it was it was tryouts, but I because the previous year I played on the team, and then I was wondering. Oh, I asked the coach. I said, "Coach, what's the weight limit?" I said, wait a minute, there's no weight limit. It's like, so he could play, he could play, he could play. <laughs> and they could play on defense against me. I, said, I was like, all right, yeah, I, don't, I don't think he's coming back small. 
<laughs> going going straight to straight to the hoops game, right? Yeah, I was I was I was doing basketball. You you mentioned your you mentioned your goals to get to the next level. Obviously, you've watched a ton of basketball throughout your life. Anybody you model your game after? Has there been somebody that you've kind of always maybe not emulated, but somebody that you really looked up to and said, if he can do that or he can do that, I I, I could play at whatever level I want to play at. Right. Uh, I always looked up to um like like uh Damian Lillard, Stephen Curry. I always liked the way they played, but more so now where I'm at right now, I look at Tyler Lewis a lot because he has played at the level I'm playing at right now in the same conference, about the same height. So I see the ways that he played and and what he did to to um, get to the next level, and I try to take little pieces and bits from his game, and also Chris Paul because he's not that tall either, and I just like the way he passes the ball and facilitates him on the team. So what's next for you? What what's the next part of your growth in your game? What where do you think you're you're you're? I mean, obviously things are going extremely well. What what do you think's the next step for you? Uh, I feel like being more of a vocal leader. I feel like right now I could be a leader by example. Or, or my actions, but uh, more so just being a leader um, um, verbally and just talking more to my team and not even not even just on the court. Sometimes when we go to the to the locker room, maybe and telling the little things here and there. So I feel like being a verbal leader more. A couple of things I'll let you go. I read a couple of quotes from your teammates who said from day one, on the court, when, when you got on the court with them, they knew you could play. Did you know you could play at, quickly out of the gate day one? Did, did I mean, I know you believed in yourself, but when you went to the court and lined up against an SEC team with a Hall of Fame coach, did you come out of practice number one going, yeah, I can do this right away. I, c- I can play and make an impact right now. Uh, my first practice, I, I think I might have like, – I think I had a pretty good practice, but I was feeling like, Okay, I'm getting to feel it out now. I just gotta see what I could do to help the team. But I always had confidence in myself, so I would, I don't want to say I I knew 100 percent that all this will happen because I honestly didn't. But I I knew like what I was capable of and and what I can do. Well, it's been a crazy ride. When you, I know you think about it when you lay on your mattress at night, you think about. Days in a on a train at six a.m. in the morning, and nights at your coach's house, or, or nights somewhere where you you know you didn't have a mattress or you only had an air mattress. It, it, it's got to be one of those a, a, almost a fairy tale type feeling. You probably have pinched yourself multiple times, right? Yeah, I I call my cousin all the time. We speak a lot. I'd say, and uh, my brother stepdad always talk to them and tell them like, like we'll just be in the middle of a conversation. And I'll say, you know, I really just, I really just played on ESPN. I'm really in the SEC right now. Is like, yeah, yeah. But I'm mean, like, nah, man. A year ago today, we would not have thought we would be talking about this. So it's, it is an unrealistic fairy tale type of feeling. But I'm glad it all happened like this. But it's got to be rewarding too, because it's a it's a fairy tale, not of good. I mean, not of good fortune. It's a fairy tale of dedication and, and hard work. And and I'm sure that's your message to to anybody who asks you about your story. It's rooted in belief and it's rooted in hard work, not in not in luck, right? Yeah, I, I would say it's all through hard work and 
determination and knowing what you want to do and sticking with that. Because without being determined, you can't, you can never do what, what you want because nothing is just going to be given. You have to earn everything. Well, you've got Kentucky tomorrow night, ESPN with the world watching. You've got T-shirts for sale, right, that, that are out there. <laughs> you've got NIL deals. And you can't walk through the mall without everybody knowing who you are. When, when a year ago you walked through the streets of New York and nobody knew who you were, right? No. It would be like a couple people here and there. Like, What's a guy? What's up? And it would just be like, What's up? How you doing? And that would be it. When your next game? That would, that would be the next question, last question. Was but there now, a ball? Go ahead. Sorry. Now it's, now it's like, oh, can I have a picture? So it was a crazy feeling. <laughs> Do you remember the first one? Do you remember the first time somebody in town stopped you where you were like, wait a minute, they, they know who I am? Uh, I think I think we were at a football game. We had an open scrimmage, and then we had a football game here, and we, we were walking to the football game, and somebody asked me for a picture. I was like – I was with my teammates, and then they, they waited for me, and we just kept walking and talking like everything was regular. I was like – that does not happen a lot to me. I was like, well, I was so shocked that that happened. Well, now, no. <laughs> yeah, it's happening to you a lot now, and and justifiably so, because you've earned every minute of it. It's a pleasure to watch you play. And there's a reason why you're a fan favorite to, uh, of all the Tennessee fans, because of how hard you put it, lay it on the line every night. I know you're going to lay it on the line against the Kentucky Wildcats on Tuesday night. Thanks for your time. Thanks for sharing your story. Congratulations on all your success. And uh, look forward to continue to watch you play, man. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. All right. That's Sakai Ziegler joining us on the special edition of the BallQuest.com podcast. You've been listening to the BallQuest podcast every week here on BallQuest.